It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, before we get to Fence Rider, guys, I just want to remind everybody that you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there really is no better time to get in on the action, guys. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you guys can visit FanDuel.com UCSS to learn more and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And we actually do have some tickets that I forgot to mention in the first hour here. Coming from our boy Mark Scott. He turned a $5 parlay into, I believe, $144. It's a four-leg parlay that he hit. So that could be you if you use FanDuel Sportsbook. Awesome. Before we do fence riders, I just want to go through a couple more Deshaun quotes. Okay. Just real quick so we can fill in everybody. Uh, Deshaun admitted he, quote, Jumped the gun by deciding he was ready to play against the Colts mm-hmm. and is oh, now wow. saying he must listen to the experts until he's technically ready to play. That's interesting. Um, and we'll definitely talk about that a little more in depth tomorrow. I want to actually hear the quote and exactly all his words as opposed to just seeing it. Uh, Zach Jackson tweeted out that, and I'll pull it up again, that he's taking it day by day essentially. Watson, of course I want to play, but as long as we're on the same page as an organization, I'm willing to do whatever is best for this team. It's a step-by-step, day-by-day process. He says he feels on track. Throwing was part of the process, but not an indication he will actually play on Sunday. He's just listening to the medical staff going day-by-day and doing whatever they ask and require of him to do to get back on the field. Uh, The big thing was he admitted he jumped the gun, and those were his words, by playing against the Colts. And the bottom line is when a quarterback of Deshaun, like we could say they should sit him, they should sit him. We said the same thing with Baker. The bottom line is, when a quarterback, the stature of, of Deshaun Watson says, I'm good to go. <coughs> he the, plays. The coach lets the, – He plays. The, he plays. Yeah. That's it. And I think he's showing some signs of growth, if he's being honest. By admitting that. By, by admitting, hey, I made a mistake. I think it's interesting that he said, I made a mistake. Uh, maybe in a way he's trying to tell everybody, hey, all this nonsense about I'm uh, having a beef with the Browns, we're, we're good. In a yeah. way, he's 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 helping Kevin Stefanski with these comments. We'll psychoanalyze that comment more. Well, we could actually listen to it as opposed to just reading a little. Fair. Quote. So tomorrow but we'll definitely I, do I, a deep dive. Gee, do you agree that. with that? That he's kind of backing Stefanski, or are you not buying that? Well, no, I I think he's come to uh, it's you know he's come back around. I think when Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry said what they said, it put extra necessary pressure on him to jump back in quicker. And when he did and got hurt, they probably all sat down afterwards. After all, three of them was like, yeah, yeah we kind of handled that terribly. Yeah. Let's uh, figure out a plan in which we can just right. insulate you on that one. Yeah. And then, you know, now yeah. he's he's saying, hey, I tripped. I'll take responsibility for it. I, I, I shouldn't have been out there. And, and you've heard Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry kind of say the same thing about them throwing timetables around early on when they necessarily yeah. didn't know. Stefanski in the last two weeks has not given any timetables nope. at all. Nothing. And I think it feels like they are on the same page right now. And hopefully we get an answer to who will be starting at some point this yes. afternoon. That's the goal. And I'll nope. do a little fence rider. All right, yep. Anthony. Yep. Go ahead. All right, guys. So our first fence rider up is – let me pull it up here real quick. 
Will the Browns' defense get two or more turnovers? So our guys out here on the panel, Mike, Bull, G, you all said yes. Earl back here and Jason said no. And then or, uh, Earl and Jason said yes as well. And then Tyvis actually is the lone man on the no side. <laughs> I, here, I'll give you my logic. We'll move this yeah, yeah. Move through this pretty quickly. Yeah. We all agree. They forced four turnovers against Indy. They forced two against Seattle. And there's a chance they're going up against a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road against this defense. It's hard to predict turnovers, but in the last two weeks, yeah. they've been very good in that category. If you're telling me Clayton Toon's a quarterback, I like my chances. The for Browns have a good defense that was not forcing turnovers early. Last couple of weeks, they have been. You mentioned it's a rookie quarterback. I mean, rookie quarterbacks turn the ball over, generally. Yeah. I expect there to be two, two turnovers in this game. Oh, they're going to get two. Yeah. You give me two. Like, you know, this is a game that you get nice on. This is one of them games where you'd be like, oh, I'm patting my steps. If you're Miles Garrett, you're like, yeah. look. It's a I'm DPOY just, game. That's yeah. right. They, they, you need about five in this game. I can't remember because I'm going to make this comment unless we do. But do we have a PJ Walker question in this game? I no. I don't think we have any quarterback questions. Okay. We, we, we didn't put sure one who was starting. Yeah. Okay. But so let me make this comment now. If PJ like, remember we, G wasn't here because he wasn't feeling well Monday and Tuesday. But on Monday and Tuesday we were like, it felt like PJ Walker had a decent game for him. Mm-hmm. And his numbers were still hideous. Yeah. yeah. Under 50% completion, three turnovers, and it still felt like a decent game. Like, that's how bad he's been. Mm-hmm. If he can't have a real decent game against Arizona, then he's never going to have a decent game. Then we game. have an issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, we already have an issue. That's the way the, that's yeah. the, way the human mind distorts. Like, yeah. it, it, it's yes. like the Mandela effect. Like, we feel like, oh, man, he threw for four. No, he actually never threw for that many yards. Yeah. You just made yourself feel better about a terrible situation by that's pointing right. out the good things. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's even like, on the contrary, Deshaun's game against Tennessee was very good. Mm-hmm. It was 289 and two touchdowns. It wasn't like he rewrote the record. No, no, no. Stack. He had a good game. It was a very good game, and but that's not a knock like on him. We even yeah. went back and we looked at how many times Baker threw for four, th- for three touchdowns or yeah, more. Yeah, it was eight. It was a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes mentally you can distort how good yep, or how bad a yep. performance is to warp it into whatever yeah, you want it you to sure be. Yeah, Deshaun, played very, Deshaun played very good against Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not right. saying he didn't. But right. it wasn't a, a record yeah, book. Yeah, it wasn't no yeah. Next, What's number next, two? Anthony. All right, so number two, with the trading of DPJ, will Cedric Tillman record a catch this weekend? All of you out on there said yes, except for G, and then Earl also said yes with Tyvis and Jason. What are our overall expectations for Cedric Tillman this weekend? I don't weekend? really need to specify us, Anthony. You just, you know. He ain't catching no ball. <laughs> like, what you mean? You don't think no. so? No. <laughs> Listen, you know how long it takes to get in? This, this, is, like the, this is like the unemployment line. G or, is or right. You, I'm flip-flopping. <laughs> I'm going with G. You no, ever been I'm going to tell you why you're both you wanna, you, you ever get in a line for something free and you be like, dang, it's this many people. You're like, it ain't worth it. You know how, how far back Cedric Tillman is in line to get, get a catch? He's, he has Bell, David Bell got to get in line. We have not seen as 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 Marquise Goodwin caught a ball yet besides the end around. Yeah, he's like three catches. For not like many. Five yards. Yeah. Yeah, and they have no pat not much of a passing game. They've run the ball like a hundred times the last three weeks. Yes. <laughs> there you no catch. Here's here's why Cedric Tillman's gonna have a catch. <laughs> I said this on behind the glass last night. I'm not fully committed to this theory, but it's a working theory. I okay. think the Browns front office has an issue admitting their mistakes. I do. And to prove that trading DPJ and not bringing anything else back was the right idea, they're going to force feed the ball no, to Cedric Tillman. That's nonsense. You're, he's going to have, buying, buying he's gonna have propaganda four, right now. four targets 
and two catches on Sunday. Nah, he's and if a third pass from P.J. Walker was on target, he'd have three catches. They may only go for four yards. They may be behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to run five they're routes. they're force feed. Boo, Cedric they're, they're, I'm ball. flip-flopping. He's running five routes. <laughs> did I, did have, I get you to flip-flop to my side, though? He's going to have one target, no, no catches. No, he's not going to get no catches. Listen, that, that's propaganda. The fans will tell you, yeah. once again, make yourself feel better about losing yeah. an asset for free. Yeah. They say, oh, well, now this opens up all this imaginary room on the yeah. roster right. for Cedric Tillman to get his funky off. He about to ball out. DPJ yeah. ran 31 routes on Sunday. Earl and Tyvis were out of pocket uh, <laughs> on Wednesday. Wait, by the way, it's my favorite expression. Yeah. Yeah, I use do. it all the time. <laughs> Uh, he started Earl, using that like salt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Earl and Tyvis were out of pocket by saying the team is not any worse with DPJ. That was, that was, that was, I was really thinking about that overnight, how, how bad a take that was. Yes. <laughs> he just because marinated. They lost the man something. had 800 yards last year. Right. And now we're just throwing everything he's done. He's been, before this year, he had been a valuable member of the Browns offense. Watch this. He is the reason you wouldn't go get DeAndre Hopkins. Well, not you, me, but no, that I'm was, just yes, saying, yes. That was everybody's reason. Yes. He yes. was the reason. Don't touch the receiver core. Yeah. This receiver core is going, and then you just get rid of him. And because now? the Browns quarterback play has been trashed this year, and he hasn't put up any numbers, all of a sudden he has no value at all. Zero value. They, I mean, no. The Browns screwed that up. They gave away a player that had not a ton of value, but that has some value, and they gave away for nothing. And he does the, nothing. He does the right things. He doesn't have misassignments. He listen. He catches when he throws it to him. He's a good blocker. He's a good blocker. So I can't. They traded him for an uncrustable. They. I, I don't. For an uncrustable. Yeah. They just and a stale uncrustable. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the worst. Everything yeah. you guys said is true and right. Yeah. And Zedrick Tillman still having two catches this week. All right. So number three. He's standing on. I'm, 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 I'm going to be right. I'm going to be right. Earl has. He's taught you one thing. You stand on it. I'm, I'm gonna be, listen, I genuinely believe the Browns have an issue admitting mistakes. That's why. Nah. You got to stand on that, fam. Earl's going to be standing by himself happen. on the next one. It's going to yeah. What did Earl say? I didn't hear him. Earl's, Earl's on the other side of the fence by himself on this next one. So he's what did he say? I didn't hear him. He said, I got to stand on it. I said, you got to stand on Which that, I fam. Cedric Tillman's going to have two catches this week. I am. Go ahead, next. Almost right. certain enough to a point I'm going to put a whale bet in on his overcatches. <laughs> a whale All right, so bet. number three here is will Elijah Moore score his first touchdown of the season? And Earl is by himself on an island with yes. Everybody else said no. I'm also going Bull, no on this one. This, this passing game, just, you get rid of DPJ, the passing game is lit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got making grabs. We got Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore in the end zone. Two zone. catches for 10 yards. Jeez. Damn. This is, this is what we need to do from start. I, just I think the Browns are only going to like complete like 12, 13 passes in the game, period. That's it. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to have a lead, and they're not going to have to throw the ball at all. And the, other, the Cardinals shouldn't score in this game, or should score. I got it like 24, 27, or 10, or 7, or 9, or something like unless that. Unless you counting Hail Mary back shoulders and slants, yeah. I, there's no other routes that we running, or we complete. Have you seen any other route completed? I, I have. What? And it was well, it wasn't completed. But <laughs> Stefanski <laughs> dialed up his Elijah Moore is going to get wide open in the red zone play last week, and guess what? He, the, it worked. He was he, wide ass open. He, did, he was. He and was PJ open. Walker threw to Amari Cooper, so now yeah. that's oh, so all of a sudden Elijah, he's going to make good throws now. <laughs> no, I'm saying they used their Elijah Moore get wide ass open play he already. Did. Now it's on Not, tape. Arizona's going to prepare for it. Which means he doesn't have any more Elijah Moore get wide open in the red zone plays. <laughs> so no, he's not going to score a touchdown. Earl, tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> you, see, you know what I'm saying. That, I know that mesh, ass open the mesh play was open. The he mesh was, was there. Open. He yeah. was open. That's touchdown. 
I mean, I just I just feel like eventually something got to give, right? Elijah Moore eventually will have to find an end zone this season. Why? I think that this. Wait, wait, wait. I think that this is an opportunity for him to be able to do so. Um, Even though the past offense has not been what it's been, P.J. Walker found, you know, found an end zone zone passing the ball last week. Maybe he can do it again this week. So I just don't believe that he's going to go the whole season without catching a touchdown. So let's let's make it this week. If you had to bet the rest of the season, Elijah Moore, three touchdowns or zero, what would you bet? Three is three is a steep climb, bro. <laughs> like, I think no, no, I ain't trying to diss him or not because it sounds like I'm just trying to be funny. But no, no, you're right. No, that, that's three is a lot, man. I think zero is impossible. Why? Uh, I give you a much better receiver that had zero touchdowns last year. Deontay Ooh. Johnson. Deontay Johnson is 15 times better than Elijah Moore. He's better than Elijah Moore, but <laughs> way better. The only way is they got he got a. Sean Watson's not healthy. <laughs> we'll play PJ. That's that's actually a really good question. You know, you know how many games Elijah Moore's gone in a row without a touchdown going back to last year? How many? Thirteen. Probably. I was going to guess twelve. And in fact, he has one touchdown in his last seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. He scored one touchdown in his last twenty-two games. All right. One. In bull, 22. All right, Bull, you didn't. It's you, impossible for him to have zero. Bull, he has one in his last 22. I, I bull, Bull's pouring the gravy on these dudes right now. This is this is a bad. I'm 22. On, I'm on both side here. I, I mean, am what, too. Give me the percentage chance of Elijah Moore scoring a touchdown this week. Less than three. <laughs> Less I'm three. saying like 1.5. No. I even I'd say ten because I, because it, they don't if they're in the red zone they're not going to throw the ball like our most our most of our my wife laughs hysterically because she doesn't understand the game that much but every time that the Cleveland Browns move the ball on pass interference calls she hysterically laughs like we're fleecing them they give us call again ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I, your impression <laughs> of your wife is my favorite impression just, anyone does like, by the way when is it when are these official birthday invitations going out are uh, yeah, you I, still doing that yeah i am i i, I gotta get the flyers together i gotta get you know hey like you know what is that saturday night yeah saturday saturday night, is it at your house or yeah. is it gonna be somewhere it's my i know a couple guys who could design some flyers for you gee you just let me know yeah there listen you I, you know they, they now name's anthony now we they won't be spelled correctly Oh, we got to get. Hey, if, if Elijah Moore scores a touchdown this week, Earl is getting bragging time. He's got to be able to get his. Also, if Cedric Tillman gets a catch, I'm stomping all over. No, you guys. forget you. We'll give it to Earl. <laughs> Earl gets Earl gets double time if Cedric Tillman gets the catch, and Elijah Moore scores a touchdown. That's crazy. Yeah. Earl, it's always good to be on the right side of history. Don't worry. <laughs> Go ahead. Next, Anthony. All right. So number four, will Marquise Brown have a hundred yard game with a rookie quarterback? All of you said no to this. This is one of Why? our couple of unanimous. A stupid question. Who came up with this question? That was this crazy. was a combo between Mike and I. This is I a said, dumb question. Why would Mike I said even if Kyler Murray I'll take was the credit there, for it, though. he wouldn't have 100 yards. And especially because you said, like, you should have just said, will he have 100 yards? You should have said 55. I mean, how, often, how many marquees, you know, has he had 100 yards this year? He's on my fantasy team. I should know he ain't did nothing. <laughs> I would have said no even if it was Kyler Murray. Yeah, I didn't understand why you guys asked that under, question. I would go under 100 yards with almost any receiver in the league against this Brown secondary. It's, it's kind of like hard. Like Tyreek Hill would be the only guy. But Marquise Brown hasn't even had 100 yards against anybody I mean, this I mean, listen, Jackson Smith and Jigba had like one catch. DK had 60 D- yards. DK had Including 60 yards. One. Tyler Lockett had some, some yards, but it wasn't – they weren't doing nothing. Like – No. Brown secondary did a really good job against Seattle. But it, it, it's not – in this case, it's not even about the Brown secondary. It's, it's a quarterback, too. It's quarterback, their situ- yeah. Marquise Brown, the most yards he's had in the game this year, 
is uh, what the hell is this? Come on now. Uh, most most. You gotta get both a tablet. So I know. Yeah. Actually, actually, we have so, an iPad can, sitting can back here that's that, doing can nothing. Can we get that board uh, like Kenny and uh, Shaq got? Well, they just they just run I to the board it. and I you know. just touch it. Yeah, listen, I already had this. I up would here. I would love to do with the, the that, black space be, over there. Yeah, something like that. But how much would that cost? More than we have available <laughs> to us right now. <laughs> Marquise Brown this year, the most Nothing. he did have he did have ninety six yards in a game against the Niners. That was their it. secondary's trash. He has not had a hundred yards since the third week of last year. Oh, stop playing. Yeah. And he's had uh, only four, one hundred, five, one hundred yard games, six, one hundred yard games his whole career. Well, do you know what's scary? We all agree that's we're usually wrong. Question. So hopefully this. Yeah, is but that's a bad thing. question because yeah. the uh, I mean nobody, nobody. Would I mean, ever what what, what yeah. routes are they going to run for him to be wide open? Just yeah. go deep and pray. Yeah. Unless Clayton Tune is the the next Brock Purdy. Yeah. By the way, is Brock Purdy? Can we get Brock Purdy? But is Jay going to admit that Brock Purdy's not better than Josh Allen? Oh, wow. Oh, that, that, that's that a take. A, that take is aged very poorly. That take is. And honestly, Josh Allen hasn't played great either recently. But that still. Ta- that take has aged about as mm. well as a, as a diaper and an old trash can that people forgot about. Worst take. Is that the worst take in the history of the show? It's on the list for the takeies again this year. Yeah. When we do our year and end of year ceremony. Rock Last year was list. Earl's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. But this is tough. Or. Uh, Last year's Jay was voted the winner of worst oh. take for saying Baker was back after the one game. <laughs> oh, yeah. After the one game, that, that one that right. Rams. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That, was, that, that, that beat Earl's Donovan Mitchell take for but worst this, take of the year. But this, listen, we had a whole show yeah. as if we were the 49ers or locked on the 49ers podcast <laughs> or something. Yeah. We talked about that man Purdy, and it was an argument over him. I'm like, dang, bro. They see. They <laughs> by, have you, by the way, have you seen? We're getting a lot of pub out in Seattle because I was like, because I asked, is Bobby Wagner a Hall of Famer? Yeah, they're mad. Uh, at you. They, they mad. were so mad. There was like people. This guy's an idiot. Like, well, I'm supposed to know. He's a <laughs> linebacker for the Seahawks. I, I, I I'm, I'm supposed to pay attention to every team's best players. Yeah, hey, that's a, that is such a New York retort right there. I mean, yeah. he's a linebacker for the Seahawks. And like, and then eventually I came around and said he was a Hall of Famer. Right. And they made. I thought it was hilarious though. And we was trying to show get him. Remember, we was trying to lobby for him. Yeah. yeah. Bulls like, I, Bulls like, I don't want him. He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't want him. But now that Bulls knows he's a Hall of Famer, if we can he's retroactively a, no, go exactly. back, this go ahead. Ahead. and what's the next one? Go ahead. All right. So this one was our most even split. Will the Browns rush for at least 165 yards as a team? Bull G. Ty said yes. McNuggets, Earl, and Jason said no. Man, you and Earl are having a terrible game. We're here. in lockstep. You We're going to win. Lost. Here's why they're not going to rush for 165 yards. Despite the fact I think they should go into this game plan with Watson and or P.J. Walker, run heavy because Arizona's not great against the run. Yeah. They're even worse against the pass. And Stefanski, for better or worse, <laughs> likes to have a very even 50-50 run, split, uh, run pass split balance. So they had 40 carries last week, yeah. which is a lot. They got 155 yards. They didn't have 165 last week in Seattle. Yeah, but Arizona's run way defense. worse than Seattle. I, I grant that. But, Plus, but I, I don't think they're going to run the ball 40 times. Don't you think they're going to have a lead against Arizona and want to just run the ball? Well, I think they should have ran the ball in third and three last week, and that didn't happen. That's one so. play, though. I'm Not just saying, just, just because you assume something's going to happen. Their game plan was to run. They have run the ball a ton the last I, I don't, just don't think they're going to run 40 times, and I think they're going to need to run the ball 30 times. No, nah, they won't. They'll break a couple yards. of big runs. They won't. I, I, I think they might get over 200 yards rushing this week. I think they're going to they're gonna wow. kill them on the ground. Kill them. 
I want to see. Listen, I want to see how many times. I want to see how many carries Kareem get, Hunt gets. You know, Stefanski don't never talk back to nobody except for the low, low, low lifes, right? The lowlings, like he feels <laughs> like. Miles Garrett be calling people out. Ah, Deshaun Watson be calling people out. <laughs> Nothing. Amari Cooper went over to PJ Walker. He's like, you better throw me this ball on this play, and it was caught on tape. It was like, ah, Stefanski was like, ah, it's Amari Cooper. Yeah, I trust him when he saw. <laughs> but Kareem Hunt. I'll talk to him after this. <laughs> but they were Kareem Hunt made made some comments yesterday that everybody's that everybody's good. I don't know, you know. We'll see. We'll yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Kareem Hunt should you know Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he should get some touches in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But but I, I don't know. I think we're all coming around on Pierre Strong. I like Pierre I, Strong. I, I really like see Pierre a Strong. lot of him. I, I think the Browns are gonna have a massive day on the ground. But by the way, in in go in goal line circumstances, I want to buy up by Kareem Hunt. It's all I about, agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. And last one. All right, last one for you guys is, will the Browns' defense hold the Cardinals to under 14 points? Everybody said yes on this. So Yeah, this was a bad What thing. would you guys have I said if we said 10 points? Kind of really? Order. I got to be very critical of whoever came up with these questions. Uh, that I'll should have been, that been under 10. Yeah. And the, and the Marquise Brown should have been like over 75. Yeah. So what about if the answer was 10? What would you have said? I still would have said under, but there, you would have thought like G probably would have said over. If you, I would have, I would have, because here's the thing, or nine over nine maybe. The Browns seem to give up a lot of garbage points. Like they're not like yeah. I can see them throwing the ball and, and they up twenty one to six and they let them dudes just walk down the field and get a touchdown or something like that. Do you want to read my notes number six here? If you want to read, read exactly. note number six. There. Read, and this is the fence rider question. All right. This one scares me uh, the most because I think there's garbage time potential for a late touchdown here mm-hmm. that'll eclipse 14. But this defense should be able to completely shut down the Arizona offense. There's not a unit on the field that favors Arizona in this matchup. And with a rookie quarterback, I don't see it happening. You're right. Late, the late garbage touchdown. Time. The only reason it scares me is a, yeah. is a late and they scored a late garbage time touchdown to cover last week against Baltimore. Yeah. I, they scored 24 against Baltimore. Betting, but. betting on the NFL – such a crapshoot. Yeah. Such a crap. Shoot. Like it's it, like it's worse than blackjack. They'd be like two, yeah. three, six, five, ace, ace, twenty-one. You lose. You're <laughs> like what? I was I stood on the twenty. What are you doing? Yeah, you, you lose all your bread. You lose your whole house. All right, we got a new game show to play. We, we every do. day we're coming up with new games. This one's called the BS meter. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to try this out and see how it works. So the way it's going to show, I'm going to show you guys this tweet, and it's going to be a quote from Kevin Stefanski here. Steve, we can take the tweet here on Tagboard. So first up, Kevin Stefanski said he was fine not acquiring a veteran quarterback, reiterating that he likes our roster. So on the BS meter, which we're going to show here, is Bulls baseline BS meter from 1 to 10, 1 being completely believable, 10 being total BS. Bull, what do you have to say about it? I think I gave it a 10. Right? Is that what I put? You did. You did give it a 10. Oh, the bull turned red. Uh, Yeah. Now, I do think he likes the roster, that part of this. I agree with, but he doesn't like the quarterback. He has to be frustrated. What coach would not want another quarterback on this team? And there's no way he really believes that. So I think that is 100% BS that he's not frustrated they didn't get a quarterback. Now, maybe I should have said eight because maybe he's not frustrated because maybe he knows that they really tried hard and in the end they couldn't get it done. And, you know, he has inside information that we don't have. So maybe I should have softened a little with an eight. But overall, there's no way he can be happy with the quarterback situation. It's funny that you had mentioned that last little part. Yeah. Because I gave it a 9 out of 10 for that exact reason. Maybe he knows they tried, and if you try and you don't succeed, well, at least you know you tried. But 
He said on Monday, we can't deal with turnovers. I cannot have my quarterback turn the ball over. Right. And what does P.J. Walker do better than literally anyone else in the league right now? He turns the ball over, which is the worst thing you can do as a quarterback. So I went with a 9 out of 10 because I do think he's frustrated they did not bring someone in. But I gave him that 1 out of 10 little little sliver yeah. for the fact that maybe he knows they did try and it just it wasn't possible. But I'm calling BS. Right, There's no right. way he's no, he's no happy way. they didn't make a, make a move. Let me look at these. You got one that's a 10, one that's a 9. One thing I can give you is that P.J. Walker, um, he does a lot of limp biscuit. Code word, give it away. <laughs> give it away. Give, give it, it away. away. Give, give it, it away. away give it away now. <laughs> He's giving it away every week. And Coach Stefanski is looking around like, I can't have this. Yeah, I like the BS meter on both of you guys because he's visibly shaken in his heart of hearts. He's visibly frustrated because he feels like I could be winning these games. I could have Deshaun Watson. He, we could be running around. We could be 6-1 and one right now. But I got these bums at quarterback, and I can't do anything about it. So, yes, I, I agree with those guys. I think we'll split the difference between them, a nine BSC meter, and I, I take both of them. They, they, they're, they're true and factual. I wonder where – and obviously the Browns have, you know, they, they lost um, – they've only lost – they've lost two games since Watson got hurt, right? The Raven, yeah, two games. If, you know, Deshaun Watson had played, obviously, his best game with Tennessee. If he had not gotten hurt in this game, like, you, you think about, like, where would they be? Mm-hmm. Right? Would they have won all four? Like, w- was he about to pop again? Right. Or was he going to be up and down? I don't. We'll That's never what's know. That's so frustrating. But, yeah. We just we don't know. And you notice the most frustrating part that, that a lot of people we talk about. You know how your mind plays tricks on you. When we get to next year, you're not even going to count this as a year of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's going to be another it's, question it, mark. It's yeah. a, you you got another. Even if they make the playoffs, right? Yeah. You're not going to have enough sample size or enough work to even judge whether or not Deshaun Watson is right. Here. We're going into next year, still so, not sure what he is at yeah. this point. Golly. That don't, don't that suck? Yeah. Three Go full ahead. seasons since the healthy Deshaun. That's Go crazy. Ahead, All right, so one. the next quote and the next tweet, which you guys both answered, was Kevin Stefanski said P.J. Walker will start versus the Cardinals if Deshaun Watson can't play. Bull, you gave this a 2 out of 10. Pretty believable. Mike, yeah, you I mean, gave what, this a 1 out of 10. What lying about or, here? Yeah. I gave it a 1 out of 10 because I don't fully believe – Anything a coach says, if he told me his name was Kevin Stefanski, I'd be like, that's probably a what little fishy. What do you mean you give it a one? One's the lowest you can give it then. Well, yeah, it's like it's the lowest. Like, I, I believe what he's saying. I'm, yeah. I only gave it a one because I'm, I'm always skeptical I, at a press conference setting, but yeah. I have no reason not to believe that. Yeah, so, the, yeah. lowest grade and, I can and, give it. And you guys are right. This is very low because it's probably one of the reasons they didn't bring in a veteran quarterback because what happens is, say they did, say, say in, in a world they did go get another quarterback. You know, in our minds, we count down to when he gonna play. <laughs> we gonna right, we gonna be like, yeah. well, you got this guy for a reason. Why would you be playing PJ Walker? Yeah. Right. So I think they kind of made a decision. Okay, well, at least we know what we got in these two guys. And this is a bad thing, though. Watch this. Say say they do go out and get a, a quarterback and and they trade for him, right? And it's, and he's good. Say they did get a Jacoby Brissett. What if Jacoby Brissett plays so well? That he leads them, they get into the playoffs. It's seamless. Now you come back next year, and like we said, it's three whole years. Nope. Yeah, I don't nope. think it wouldn't matter. Nope. I, don't, I don't think that's, that's not a reason not to make the trade. I don't think. Now you got any more, Anthony, or is that it? We do. No, we no, we have one, one more. more. Okay, let yeah. me get it up here real quick. So Pause. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, Deshaun Watson will practice on a limited basis today. Stefanski said, "I'm not making any game time decisions today." 
any game day decisions. Give me any game day decisions. Oh! I Mike, we'll I let get... you go first with this one. What did I give this? I gave this one a 7 out of 10. And here, here's why I'm calling BS on it. If Deshaun came out yesterday yeah. was with visible zip on his passes, he looked great, no pain. He felt awesome and said, hey, coach, I'm playing. Then the decision's made. It's not a decision. It, it, it's a fact that Deshaun Watson would play. Now, granted, we heard from Deshaun earlier in the show. Yeah. We've, since then, since I sent that in, got some new information, which well, clearly wasn't the case. Give me the quote again. Can you put it back up, Anthony? The quote was, he was not ready to make any game day decisions yesterday. And I believe that if Deshaun looked great, he would have made a game day decision. Deshaun's my quarterback. He's starting point blank period. Mm. So I called BS on it because right. it depend, was all dependent on how Deshaun looked. Right. And he said that before they practiced. So. Uh, fair. That's fair. I, uh, yeah. I give it a five. I mean, because yeah, that same can go range. either way. Same range. It can go either way. He could, I mean, he could. I, I like both the scores. He could have flip-flopped on it a little bit. But he, he said today, which really gave him – a lot of lock-in ability. So, right, right, yeah, like, right. So you say, now, if he would have said, I ain't making no decision until Sunday, then right. he had more wiggle. Yeah. Room. But if Deshaun looked, went out there yesterday and, and looked horrendous and was in invisible pain, I, I, make I, I actually don't think he was going to make a decision yesterday because at Doesn't the very least, he'd want to see how, how Watson responded the next day. That's just why I didn't give him a 10 out of 10. All right. Very good. I'm just calling it someone's a little fishy. If, if it looked a certain way, he could have made a decision. Yeah. But I didn't expect him to. By, by the way, remember when LeBron first came back to Cleveland and uh, he had, like, he was kind of hurt and he just went to, like, Europe and got this, like, platelet stuff? The knees. Kobe yeah. did the same thing, too. Like, like is that is that legal? Can, can, can Deshaun Watson get that off? I, I was like, I was like, did he really do that? Yeah, he did man, that in Deshaun, the go get a platinum and, shot in Europe, man. And he, LeBron was real skinny. He came back and was, like, 245, <laughs> 250 again, like, and in, like, nine days. I was like, bro, I don't know what kind of – platelet release plasma they're giving you, but we need to get everybody on that program. I don't know what he's doing, but the Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, said we fully expect Aaron Rodgers to be back this season. Which, oh, that's ridiculous. No. Which oh, no. may or may not happen. Who knows? Come on. <laughs> but that would defy every medical timeline that humanity has ever seen. He'd been locked and if he's whatever drugs or medicine or platelets or, or mushrooms a, or whatever he's rooms. doing, if it works... By Everyone way, has to start doing it. By the that. way, you know what happened? Like, all his conspiracy theories, will, people will believe all his nonsense. Oh, they will. If he comes back so oh, quicker. L- listen, he's, he, listen, he's going to be the new info warrants if he come yeah, back and yeah. throw this it up. It does set up a very interesting Week 17 matchup on Thursday he's Night Football. He's not going to play. I'll, I'll, I don't impossible. believe that. I don't believe I, I think it's impossible, too. I'm just saying, their GM now has said to the public at a press yeah. conference, N- we fully expect Aaron Rodgers back now, this season. Now, I did see. Which sets the weird precedent, which we came back to earlier with, Kevin Stefanski, he's going to play. Andrew Barry says he's going to play for San Francisco. The GM has now put it out there that he expects Aaron Rodgers to play. Maybe he's trying to keep season ticket holders involved. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Nah, Jeff fans go anyway, but. But you, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. crazy, though. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, guys, we're still waiting for a DD, but while we wait, I'm going to remind everybody that you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on all the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So go ahead and visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. By the way, G, Mikey McNuggets, and myself will all be at 
the Muni lot on Sunday. Yep. We're coming down early. We still got to, we'll discuss at lunch our time that we're going to meet up. And we will be there to hang and to party with you before the game. We are accepting all free food, all burgers, all free all drinks. dogs. It, they got to be 100% beef. Don't be coming. I'm not coming down there for them little uh, uh, chicken and turkey wieners. No chicken and turkey wieners. What's that, Anthony? We have a DD when you guys are ready for Pause, it. by the way, yes, for myself. Super yeah. duper. Um, <laughs> but so please invite <laughs> us to your tailgate. I want to go to some tailgates where people are making some creative meals and, and pumped up too. And yeah, we want a lot of excitement, a lot of energy. It's going to be a lot of fun. And one person who's going to be in Cleveland this Sunday is Aditi oh. Kikawala from CBS. There she is. <laughs> What's up, Aditi? What is my hair doing, guys? I, no what was that? I, I got. I got. <laughs> we have to take you off camera because you had one hair out. Of I got. Uh, listen, I got. I got the most important question for Aditi. Ooh. I have not done this in a while. So, oh my. Um, would you rather not brush your teeth for a month Ooh. or not shower for a month? Oh, that's a tough neither. One. Both are non-negotiable. No, you had to choose. You had to choose. It's a good question. It's a great question. I mean, I guess it would have to be the teeth. But, like, I'm bothered if I don't brush my teeth for a few hours. Like, I hate when my teeth are grimy and, you know, like. I hate it. Uh, Because I'm fat, I purposely. I use use an electric toothbrush, and it makes my teeth really nice and smooth. Mm -hmm. And if I'm, like, gone for three days and I only have the manual toothbrush, it's just not the same. You it have very have nice teeth. She shaves her teeth. own teeth down. That's crazy. Aditi's got great teeth, and <laughs> both of those things are horrible. As a fat guy, I try to be really good about my hygiene because I don't want to be, you know, it's easier to get sweaty when you're when you're fat. Yeah. Yeah. So I like oh. I shower at minimum twice a day. Sometimes three. Same. There are days Same. I take four showers. See, that's why that question is so devastating, especially if you're big. It's tough. I, well, you I shower would have, every time you use the bathroom. You've every time I before. go, yeah, every time I use, uh, do a number two, Aditi, I go take a shower after. <laughs> I thought you'd like to know that. I, no, I mean, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> conversation I'll have with you offline, but I think that that's tremendous. I mean, there are many, many parts of the world where you always use water to clean yourself. That's right. Yeah, I got, I'm, because, I'm working you know, on just that. the I have toilet some, paper is not enough. I know I'm getting a bidet or a, what's called a water, uh, can't oh, remember what it's called. I'm getting one of those. Good for have you. To, I have to have a, an outlet put by my toilet. Now, there, you know, to, now, you know, now, you know, you can't take baths. Grown men should not be taking baths. no baths. I don't take a bath. Okay, cool. I'm just checking. Never. Like, Wait, no. why can't a grown man take, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I haven't gotten in a bathtub in a long, long time, <laughs> but why can't grown men take baths? If you saw, if you caught your husband with candles lit around the bathtub, and <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't just like there candles, some but I've known time. him to get in the bathtub. <laughs> I mean, I can take you in to show you the slipper tub that we put in our master bath, and he has been in that bathtub. I, you, I can't be in there reading no, no, no romance novel with candles lit, <laughs> See, and I'm yeah, yeah, so I like the water, and the water just gets cold too fast. Yeah, right. That's like number one. Lukewarm. And number two, like the whole, I don't understand a bath as a way to get clean. Like no. even my, Gross. My four-year-old loves taking baths. So she sits in the bath and she plays in the bath and the bubbles and we wash her. But then I insist that like when she gets up, I drain the water and I use the like oh, yeah, you, hose yeah. function to hose rinse. her off. You gotta rinse yes, that off. Like, off like, yeah. water. You can't rinse off with dirty nah. bath water. Nah, it's gross. And you four years old, Agreed. you really not really doing nothing that much to get dirty. Like your legs should be dirty uh, as a four year old. Yeah, no, no, no. My kids <laughs> play outside. She like she's always got like mulch in her shoes. I don't know how she she doesn't smell like her brother. Her brother smells like grown up sweat. 
funny? I don't like yeah. what happens when your boys are like little kids and then all right. of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, this grown man sweat. What's yeah, you're a grown on? man today. By, like, by the way, I I did have to go when I tore my Achilles. Uh, uh, I had surgery and then I had to wear a cast on my leg for, I think it was 10 days and then, then I went into a boot. But for those 10 days, I couldn't take a shower. And it was oh, the God. worst. Ooh. Oh, was I believe it. it. You know, I'd wash the body, but a little, but I, I couldn't, you know, it's, it's different than just doing a, a wash around and doing a shower. I, I felt so, the shower I took I'm, after that 10 days was the best. I, I'm sure. I, I'm just like you. I know, you know, like I get off of a plane and I come home, I have to shower. I never get into a bed to sleep without having showered. I obviously shower after I work out. Yeah. yeah. Big showerer. Big, big, big. By the way. Outdoor clothes in the bed, and especially airplane clothes in the bed. Nasty. No. Nasty. No, no, no. Agreed. <laughs> outside clothes. My mom used to make us sit on the porch. There you go. <laughs> you smell like outside. Get back out. <laughs> I'm like, but it's dark. No, you get out. You smell like outside. Mom's smart. Yeah. That's right. All right, let's get to some football stuff. Aditi, this Deshaun Watson situation is just a mess. It's like, you know, we've, I can't remember if we've, if we've communicated this to you, but with, when Bernie was here, he, taught, he had the same exact injury. And he said, like, you just don't know from week to week how your arm's going to fire. And this is an injury that takes a long time to fully heal. I was just so surprised the Browns didn't – they tried to get Jacoby Brissett, apparently. Apparently, they, reportedly, they offered a sixth-round pick. I'm surprised they didn't try harder. You know, I, I think this team – you know, they can't win a Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett, P.J. Walker. We get it. But Jacoby Brissett is a way three classes better than P.J. Walker. And he'd give you a ch- – and this team would be definitely 5-2 and two with, with Jacoby Brissett. No doubt in my mind. Maybe even 6-1. and one. Uh, But, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm very frustrated by the fact that they didn't do it because it feels like you, even if he plays, we're going to be holding our breath with Watson every week. My understanding is that Washington was asking a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And the flip to that is that the Browns clearly have some optimism that Deshaun Watson is indeed better, going to be better, will indeed be able to play, that they weren't going to once again sort of mortgage the future for somebody who might come in for just one game. And so I think that that's, Maybe there's a whole level of optimism to that. Maybe that's kind of rose-colored glasses, but at least that's the way I'm looking at it. I do think we just got off of our call. You know, it's funny. Mikey was asking me, who are you talking to with the Browns for, as part of our production meeting? And I said, I don't know. It's changing every minute because yeah. we're kind of hedging our bets here. <laughs> and we did talk to Walker because we didn't talk to PJ Walker before the indie game, which we obviously had. But if Deshaun Watson is going to be starting, we're going to want to talk to Deshaun Watson as well, obviously. With the Cardinals, we're having to do both of those things as well. Yeah. We don't know if we're talking to Clayton Toon or if we're talking to Kyler Murray. It's kind of all in the air. But it, I, it sounds right now like the Browns are proceeding with some optimism. I mean, P.J. Walker is preparing as a starter, as he should be, but he's not taking 100% of the first-team reps. So I think Bernie telling you that this really is a very tricky injury and that it really is a day-to-day thing should appease fans a bit 
who are questioning what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Yes, but it's not going to appease people like, I agree with you. The people that are saying, is he really hurt? Why is he not playing? That's stupid. Brady Quinn, I thought his comments were ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't, but it doesn't appease the, even if they're optimistic, how could they be? How, how could, they, after what they saw two weeks ago in Indianapolis, I just don't see how they could be optimistic, even if he starts the game. Like, it, it's fine and dandy to be able to make throws in practice. It's another thing, as we saw in the game, Aditi. Well, and to put yourself up to potentially be hit. I mean, that was the yep. point that Kevin Stefanski made, right, in that very game at halftime, that he saw him go down and he just didn't want to risk anything. But I think this is also cumulative time to some degree. You know, like, the further removed you get from the initial injury, you do have reason to feel better. And so I think that that's, excuse me, I think that's a piece of it right now as well. I don't... You know, it's just, again, I, I feel like I keep saying the same thing. It's just such a shame. This defense is playing at such a high level. You do have a lot of skill position players who are sort of ready to have some continuity or deserve some continuity. I mean, what could Amari Cooper be doing if he had some continuity at the quarterback position? And I'm not bringing up Elijah Moore because I don't want to have the same argument with you all over again. <laughs> but at least Amari is producing. Yes. And that's with barely knowing who he's playing with. You know, Didi, um, I, I threw this out a little bit, but I, I didn't really pull this theory together. I'll throw it out, see what you think. I think a lot of the angst comes from Browns fans and a lot of people, because it's not just the injury. I, I think people um, are even talking about this year going into next year. Even if Deshaun Watson comes back and he plays some games and he plays okay this year, People are still going to go into next year still having a question that they've had since Jump Street. Is this, what is Deshaun Watson? Is he a franchise quarterback? And is he the guy that can lead us to the Super Bowl? And because they haven't got Dude, that yet. Still so much season left, however. You're seven games in. There's a lot of season left still. There's still so much that could happen. I mean, why are we already saying that there's going to be these questions? Could there be? Yes. If this is a somewhat lost season, if Deshaun Watson never fully regains the strength and the velocity in his shoulder, then yes. But what if he does get better? And what if he does suddenly start playing like well, he played? Well, a different story. But well, there is. I guess we don't yeah. buy the They only had one game so far. Now, I'm not saying I'm saying this. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is people, it's like having a Christmas present and they keep telling you every yeah. month. Uh, uh, you can open it later. Right. And you're like, hold on, but well, Christmas it, yeah. is, was last no, month. No, Aditi, you're right. <clears throat> if he does get back to as close to 100% It'll as be he great. can get, then yes, we will have a better feel for it. I guess our assumption is that we're never going to see that this year. And and you're not as, as you know, you're not thinking that we might. You think there's a chance. No, I, so. I'm sitting here thinking we're going to see him this weekend. Well, <laughs> it no, might no, be no, thinking. Look, I mean, okay. I'll be openly honest here. As a broadcaster, I root for the story. Sure. And so Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson <laughs> is a story that would make me very happy. Now, if it's Clayton Toon and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, if it's P.J. Walker and Clayton Toon, then great. Those are great stories, too. No you offense to you, Jeff Clayton Driscoll. Toon. No Jeff Driscoll, uh, love? Yes, right, Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> yes, although the, Jonathan Gannon has said that it'll either be Toon or... Although mm. Driscoll is the backup, so if something happens to Toon, there you go. Um, no, but obviously, I think that if Kyler Murray makes his debut for this coaching staff, his season debut, and if Deshaun Watson is healthy and ready to go in front of the dog pound, that's a heck of a story. That's it what I'm be. pulling for at yes. this moment. All due respect, PJ Walker and Clayton Toon.
Aditi, you mentioned stories, and this is something we haven't spoken about yet on the show, but Jonathan Gannon's from Cleveland. He went to Sadie Nation yeah. High School. And this is the second time in three weeks now the Browns have played a former Eagles coordinator. So in your kind of studying of the Cardinals, and if you've talked to Gannon yet, what kind of makes him unique as a head coach and what should Browns fans be ready for on the opposing sideline? Come Sunday with there, there's a lot here and I, I can't share all of it because obviously I need to save some of it for the game. Ooh. Those of you that are not, even if you are in the Muni lot, at least listen, watch on your phones or something like that. Um, you know, he also goes back with Kevin Stefanski. The two of them were, uh, they're basically the same age. Their wives are good friends. They have kids around the same age. The two of them were in Minnesota together and um, have stayed really good friends through their various stops. And, he, you're right. He did go to St. Ignatius. He was not a huge Browns fan. He was like 10 or 11 years old when the Browns left town, but his whole family is. And he said that his mom and his sister and his and all of his in-laws, nieces, nephews, everybody's going to be at the stadium. And he <laughs> did say he's not sure if they'll be in Browns gear or if they'll be in Cardinals <laughs> gear. So there is that. He's, you know what, I'm a huge Jonathan Gannon fan. I really, really like him. I like how hard players play for him. I like... Um, how much he cares, how much he cares about people and his intensity. I think that, you know, they don't have the results, but there's no question that these players aren't playing hard for him. And uh, he, he takes chances. I, I shouldn't say it that way. He's willing to keep an open mind about people. For him, it's not only about who's the fancy draft pick or um, what is your pedigree. It's what are you doing for us now and how are you playing for us now? And I appreciate that. He's starting a lot of young players right now. There are a lot of yeah. rookies on that team that are in key roles. Aditi, um, the Browns have obviously two of the last three weeks found ways to win despite getting, I would say, neg you know, overall net negative play from the quarterback position. One touchdown, six turnovers for P.J. Walker. One touchdown, nine turnovers total between P.J. Walker and DTR. But they found ways to win. Last, you have talked about for the last few weeks, and it's been a really good point. Hey, the defense has to win the games. They're, you know, the alpha unit. They're the lead unit, whatever. Well, a lot was made of Kevin Stefanski throwing the ball last week on that third down play that led to an interception. It's a fair criticism, in my opinion, and I defend Stefanski, and I rarely complain about pet play calling. However, what I feel like has gotten lost a lot this week, outside of this show, is that in the end, after that turnover... The Browns' defense that played, after playing terribly in the first quarter, played great for most of the rest of the game. They collapsed in that final drive yes. and allowed Seattle to yeah. march down the field. They failed to get the job done in the end. As well as they played, they let the team down last week, I think. I, I'm, and I'm not going to disagree with you. It's funny because we talk about fans and how they see things, and our great friend Jason Lloyd wrote a phenomenal column about Kevin Stefanski and the coaching job he's doing this year that fans sometimes lose sight of. As fans keep focusing on that third and three, which, let's be honest, was such a, like, freaky play that it hit the guy in the helmet anyway. You know, like, the way that it all worked out. Right. And P.J. Walker said he's made that throw a million times. It almost always goes by the player's head. This is what happens in the game of football. It's a game of inches. But so much is made of that play call and not of this stifling, ostensibly number one defense allowing, as you said, the opposing team to go all the way down the field. And I'm with you on that one. I feel like it's terrible 
that the offense turned the ball over. It's terrible that the defense was put in that position. But right now, you're starting a quarterback who's only been with the club for what, like two months, who's still really learning a lot of the intricacies of the offense, who doesn't have a ton of experience. You've got to step it up. You can't make mistakes like that. So yes, but you know what can they do? They flush it. They show up on Wednesday, they flush it, they put it behind them. And like I said just a few minutes ago, there's still a lot of season left. A lot of season left. Yeah. I would also argue, P.S., that the run defense hasn't been that great recently either. It has not. And the level of physicality hasn't quite been the same as we saw a few weeks ago. Seattle That's ran fair. for 117 yards on 13 carries. Indianapolis, they, obviously, yeah, Indy Gardner Minshew well. ran Yeah, I mean, and there were, lapses in that, there were lapses in that Indy game, quite yeah. frankly. I mean, were there amazing moments where it was, thank goodness for Miles Garrett? Sure, but then Gardner Minshew was also moving the ball on them. They've really so, struggled against the read option, which I know is a staple of what Arizona does. And with Clayton Toon potentially a quarterback, I have no idea if Clayton Toon can run the read option, but if Kyler Murray's back, I know it's his first game, but that can be something they utilize. He's, I mean, he's a little bit more of like a, you know, pocket pat. He's not Kyler Murray, let's say that. But yeah, I think that the Cardinals are quite bullish on Kyler Murray being potentially ready to go, you know? So he's carrying a full workload. Adidas. And that's a whole level, other level of di- of athleticism. Sorry about that, Mikey. Go no, ahead. No, you're good. Do, do you think we'll have an announcement necessarily from either side by Friday, or is this going to be a game time decision for both teams? No, I mean, well, with Kyler Murray, at least on Saturday, you'd have to know, right, if he's being activated right. or not. And I doubt that they would actually activate him if they're not playing him simply because you don't have to. It's not like that window ends and you have to make a decision Saturday. So if you're not going to play him, why waste a spot on him? Mm-hmm. So I think that if they do activate him Saturday, that you'll know that. The Browns, I don't know. I don't know if they'll have it go to a game-time decision. Even in Indianapolis, all the signs were pointing to Deshaun Watson getting the start, but the Browns didn't want us to definitively say on Saturday night he was definitely starting because, I mean, crazy things can happen. What if he fell in the shower on Sunday? What if he woke up on Sunday with an enormous amount of stiffness? You don't know, and I think that that's just kind of where we are right now in the game as well, that when guys are kind of teetering or even if not questionable, but like probable, if you don't have to definitely say until 90 minutes before, why definitely say until 90 minutes before? It's a good point. Adidas, the Browns traded DPJ to Detroit this week, and that means, or at least we hope, Cedric Tillman will get a bigger chance to showcase why the Browns drafted him in the third round on Sunday. We had this discussion earlier. G and Bull think he will not have a single catch on Sunday. I seem to think the Browns will make sure he, uh, they showcase what he can do. What can we expect from Cedric Tillman? And is it too fair to expect I, one catch from their third-round pick? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think that Kevin Stefanski is sitting here thinking, oh, well, I need to go and justify why DPJ was traded, so let me make sure that I can Mm. showcase the guy that's there. I mean, it was a loaded wide receiver room, and I think it was a nice thing to do for DPJ to get him off to a place where he could have more opportunity and he could have more chances. I mean, that was sort of like the Josh Dobbs trade, is that would they have liked to have kept Josh Dobbs? Yeah, but Josh was getting an opportunity to start. So, okay, why not? Um I think one catch is fair. I do. But I also feel like it hinges on who is playing quarterback. <laughs> uh, thank you. Wait a second. Aditi, the Lions have a better wide receiver room than the Browns do. Uh, I think that TPJ will find space there. I think he will be able to contribute. Well, because they have a better passing game and they have a better quarterback right now. Ja- Currently, I Jared Goff, correct. man. I did not think Jared Goff was good. He's been really good for the Lions the last two years. 
outside I mean, of that Ravens game two weeks ago where yeah. they were terrible. But overall, with Detroit, he's been really good. It's another reason that fan bases should have patience. I remember last year having the Lions, and the Lions were in the midst of, I don't know, they'd lost like four or five, or, you know, they were not in a good place. And um, Sheila Hemp, Hemp, I don't, I want to say her name, and I don't know. She's the owner. I'm not, I can't believe I'm screwing this up, but she had come out that week and sort of, given Dan Campbell the vote of confidence and said, I know he doesn't need to hear me say this because I tell it to him all the time, but I want all of you to hear me say this. And I remember having the conversation with Dan Campbell that week. How do you actually teach a team how to win a close game or close out a game? And he said, you know what Bill Parcells used to say is that you learn how to win a close game by winning a close game that at some point you just have to do it. And so Ownership in Detroit had patience with Dan Campbell. Eventually, they won a close game, and then they rattled off a ton of wins. And you saw what they, how they ended the season. It's another reason of why you should have patience and why you need to have patience with your coaches and why you need to have patience with certain players. Because once it breaks, it can break. It can't break until it breaks the first time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, we, we got the DPJ, DPJ move. Um, another guy we haven't seen since the first part of the season is DTR. Um, I, I said that, hey, if Deshaun Watson, they may use P.J. Walker this game. Kevin Stefanski has really told us that. Um, but if I was them, at some point, I might go back to DTR. What are your thoughts on, on him possibly being ready to play if P.J. Walker is not doing the job? I don't, you know, I, I can't t- give you any sort of degree. I can't say with any degree of confidence I know he's in a better spot than he was when he was pressed into starting against the Ravens. I think this, a lot of this right now comes down to PJ Walker's turnover issue. He's got to clean that up. He full well knows that he has to clean that up. Each one kind of has its own story, but still there's nothing more important than taking care of the football and protecting the football. And so at some point, if Deshaun Watson isn't healthy, if he cannot go, if it looks like there's a long period of time in this case, then Yes, that could be considered. But again, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I think that there is optimism surrounding Deshaun Watson. All right, and not just because I'd rather cover a game with Deshaun Watson. So Didi said Deshaun Watson is definitely playing this week. Put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Deshaun okay, yes. Kyler. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, Talk to you later. We'll see you later. Aditi Kinkabwala from CBS Sports. Always good to chat with her. She's going to have a bath. Uh, Take yeah. a bath after that interview. Okay, pause. Yeah, I don't know. Talking about her taking a bath. Mike's a little forward of you. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, so we have our one-year anniversary memberships, and we got some Super Chats today. And whenever we bring you uh, Super Chats, we comes from PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, get full benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So, we've talked about this. Uh, Halloween was the first anniversary of when we started memberships on the show. The show premiered May 9th of 2022. And then on October 31st of 2022, we premiered memberships. And we wanted to thank those members that have been with us for a full year. So there was a handful of people that signed up the first day, October 31st. 
another group that signed up the second day, November 1st, and another group that signed up the third day, November 2nd, which is today, a year later. And so we now want to thank the people that have now been with us a year as of today. CNR Studios, Joe Allier, and Brian, don't call me Rico Suave. I like that. Thank you to you three thank and you everyone else who's a member of the show. We duly, duly, duly appreciate you guys, and we cannot say thank you from yes. the bottom of our hearts enough. And what we do is for you. Why can't you send it from the top of your heart? From my entire heart, from our yeah, collective hearts, we yeah. say thank you. And, and seriously, we cannot, uh, we, we could not appreciate you guys anymore for hanging out with us every day, no matter if it's seven o'clock for behind the glass, for the barber shop tonight at seven o'clock, oh, for today's show, yes, late it's for the night post game shows, whatever it is, you guys show up and yes. have made this uh, the success it is. So I'm serious, and we joke around. Bull may say you're an idiot sometimes. Jay may say the chat isn't as whatever. It's all out of love, and we genuinely. I mean, I didn't call anybody an idiot today. You didn't but have you, to. You know. but we you. haven't read the super chats yet. Hey, it, oh yeah, yeah. What's we, that? Get to those, we haven't read the super, the super chats, chats yet. Bull. Today. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Hyper Frosty <laughs> says I'm taking my little brother to the game on Sunday for his birthday. Will any of you be there? Also, I'm expecting some hot sauce this Monday. Uh, Hyper Frosty is gonna chug hot sauce for every win. Oh. oh, and send us a video. Um, no, I, I'm not going to the game. I'm, we're all go, the three of us are going to t- tailgating. I'm not going to the game. I assume you guys are not going no. either. No, no, no. We do the post game like yeah. We do the post game show, and we start during the game, so right. it's really hard to go to. the And game. I'm recording and, my podcast as soon yeah. as the game's over. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's kind of. But we'll be there in be the Muni lot. If you're in the Muni lot, uh, we didn't say this earlier. So we will all three of us. No, will we be in did the say it earlier. No, no, we, we didn't say it again. We didn't say how to make sure I know where you'll be. Oh yes. Hit us up on Twitter or email me. It's mlucas2 at tegna.com. Have some people reached out to you yet or not yet? Uh, someone DM me. I got okay. one person. But it's mlucas2, like the number two, which is funny because my last one, I worked for Tegna in Texas. I was just mlucas. So I'm now the same person, but here yeah. I'm mlucas2 right. at tegna.com. Let us know where you're tailgating. We will do our best to come through, see as many of y'all as possible. But tweet at us. Email us is honestly the best way. Email yeah. me. DMs. You can send but me a tweet, DM. You can send G a DM. And they'll forward it to me, but I will try to put together a collective If you ask us to, to come to your tailgate, we will be there. Uh, by, by the way, we're I gonna think we'll be able to get to everybody. Uh, we are recording well, we 500. This, right? We are recording. I'm bringing the camera. So you might be on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It'll, it'll well, de- yeah, if we get 500 requests, it'll we're not definitely get be recorded. Requests. We're going to put together something yeah. for Tuesday or Wednesday show based yeah. on our trips. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to bring... It's not bad weather. I mean, for November, it's pretty good supposed weather, to be yeah. sunny in like 40, we have, 50 degrees. We have a camera camera. I'm not sure if we're going to bring the camera camera because it's yeah. tougher to maneuver, but phones now are so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we have true. a mic for the phone. We will legitimately record this stuff. Uh, it'll be on YouTube, and we're going to put it on the show on Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those two days. And I'm going to give out some stuff, too. We're going to give out some stuff. I might have so, a couple things to give away, too. So let us know, and like I said, tweet at me, DM me, tweet at these guys, they'll forward it to me, or email me, which is probably the easiest. We want to see you there Sunday. We're definitely coming. At Tegna.com. And what's the we'll next definitely one? definitely be there. By yes, the way, we- with our crew is going for lunch at Sweet Pork Wilson's today. It's a, sh- it's a restaurant that just opened about two months ago. I mentioned it last week after I had yeah. went. G, Mikey McNuggets, myself, Anthony, Steve, uh, Jack, our new sales guy, and that's it. Earl can't make it today, unfortunately, and Tyvis and aren't here. Tyvis and Jason aren't here, and Jay. But uh, the rest of us are going, and we are going to feast. I know the guys are excited that we're coming down. We cannot wait. I haven't eaten since seven o'clock this morning. Best 
barbecue in all of Cleveland. And I just didn't eat breakfast close. this morning, but we got two more real quick, guys. So Akimbo RPGs says you guys should get Swoop TV. Apparently, it's twenty dollars a month, and you get all the games on Swoop TV. I've never heard of it, but that's never. what they said. I'll and then from it. James Bowen, Bull, please never talk about your bathroom times again. Sincerely, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Actually, Gene brought it up. I did. Like, yeah, he, t- did. he reminded. You, but I, I brought it up originally. But you know, they be forgetting. Yeah, Kool- yeah. Kool-Aid Mafia just they raced that's, that from the, the mainframe. <laughs> that's day. funny. That we never got, happened. We got two minutes for overtime. Yes. You want to give a little tease of what's coming up in overtime, Bull? Wait, real quick, before you tease that, yeah. I keep getting yelled at for not showing these. We do have two new membership emojis, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. made you. it big time. Oh. We are in the emoji crew. You've got Why shocked, does Earl Anthony? look miserable in his emoji? Earl, who did, you Earl. Get, who did you rob, Earl? What happened? Like, why are you He's mad? not like, sitting back here right now. He can't answer. Yeah, well, that's angry Earl and surprised Anthony. Anthony looks like, yeah, like somebody. Oh, I can't say that. I was no, it's, it's like. He, uh, looks like uh, so, he looks like he just got scared. Like no, someone jumped it, out behind the wall and said, boo. And Anthony it, was not no, expecting it, it. It looks like that picture looks like somebody being like. Put uh, it back up, Steve. Put, put it back, back up. up. Yeah, put, yeah, it put back that back up. up. We're going to roast them. That looks like somebody told him they was late. <laughs> no, you know what? That, Not late here. Oh no! <laughs> I, I, you don't no, want I'm that, late. You don't want that yes, late that test. Could be. I I know, late my yet. face wouldn't be there. If <laughs> I, did you ever see the movie Road Trip? Yeah, classic. Remember when they go to donate? Uh, yes. You yep, know what I'm yep, talking yep, about? Yep, yes. yep, yep. And, and that guy has a, a new experience. Do you yep, remember yep, what I'm yep, talking yep, about? Yep, yep. That's what Anthony face. Put him back up, Steve. Put him back up. Yeah. That's the face Earl makes when he can't come to Sweet Pork Wilson's. For <laughs> Poor Earl. No, that's I can't the, believe he can't come. That's, that's the face when the state trooper says you're doing 59 in a 60 mile an hour range. <laughs> 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 that's the look he had when he was watching Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs last year. <laughs> that's the look all we had. It does yeah. look like Anthony's like a ghost. And, no, Anthony. Anthony's face looked like he found out what goes on at a prostate exam. He's not, <laughs> that's what I was just saying. <laughs> For See, real? That, or it could be Anthony just saw a ghost and pretending he's not scared. He found out what sausages and hot dogs are really made out of. Hooves and snouts. <laughs> there you go. There. By the way, would that stop anybody? We all. Everybody keeps saying that. Oh, you wouldn't eat it if you knew what they were made of. We all know. Uh, we know. Everybody knows by now they're made of all kinds of crap. We still eat them. And they, listen, they, we just keep eating them, especially at a game. At yeah. a game, they taste 16 times better. I don't know why. Yes. I don't know what it is. All right. On overtime, we're talking baseball. We have new World Series champs. The Guardians need a manager. That's coming up in overtime. We'll see you then. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.